Chapter 7, Part 3 of Guide to the Study of the Christian Religion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tony Richardson. Guide to the Study of the Christian Religion, edited by Gerald Bernie Smith. Chapter 7, Part 3. The Study of the Old Testament and the Religion of Israel. 4. The Origin and Establishment of the Reformed Churches. The name Reformed Churches, or Churches of the Reformed, pertains to a number of the new religious organizations of the Reformation that were Protestant, but differed from Lutheranism in important features and continued separate from both Lutherans and Catholics. In spirit, in order, in worship, in doctrine, in government, and in relation to the civil power, they were distinct. They were also more cosmopolitan than the Lutheran Church and found a home early in Switzerland, Holland, Scotland, in many parts of the empire, for a time in France, to a degree in England, and at last in the United States of America. A knowledge of this movement demands a prolonged and involved study of conditions in many lands. A twofold origin of the Reformed Church can be traced through the two streams coalesced, namely, in the work of Huldrych Zwingli and that of John Calvin, both first established in Switzerland, the former contemporary with Luther, and the latter a generation later. The study will proceed best by countries. Our first study must be the history of the Swiss people to the time under consideration their characteristics, and their method of government. Their geographical situation, the physical features of their country, their racial diversities, their relations with other people, their achievement of political independence by warfare, the degree to which they came under the influence of the Renaissance and of such medieval dissenters as the Waldenses, the industry, simplicity, and thrift for which they were noted, all are important factors in the reformation of religion. Domestic political conditions, the local democracies, cantonal self-government, the loose confederacy in which thirteen urban cantons and four forest cantons were united, the inner differences among these, especially in intelligence, are to be recognized as determining the final form in which the Reformation was set up or the rejection of it. They also partly explain the early success and the final overthrow of the Anabaptist propaganda there. The Reformation in Switzerland arose mainly in two centers, Zurich and Geneva. The movement in the former, under the leadership principally of Huldrych Zwingli, and the latter under the leadership principally of John Calvin. The account of each is inseparable from the personal career of the leaders. 
the Zwinglian Reformation, the character and career of Zwingli, his family, his education at Bern, Basel, and Vienna, the influence of the new learning on him through such men as Erasmus and Thomas Weitenbach, and his strong intellectual revulsion against popular Catholic superstitions, his close attention to biblical and classic studies during his priesthood at Clarus and Incidiln, his chaplaincy of a mercenary Swiss regiment campaigning in Italy, and his resolute patriotic stand against the mercenary practice are the features of importance in his pre-reforming career. His great pastorate at Zurich and his public controversies by the appointment of the civil authorities with the upholders of indulgent selling, ecclesiastical tithing, celibacy, fasts, image worship, papal primacy, the mass, saint worship, purgatory, and such practices gave him the leadership of the new movement. The resulting civil establishment of the Reformed faith as set forth in Zwingli's 67 articles and the rejection of the radical program of the Anabaptists, followed by the public prosecution and cruel punishment of these people, complete the movement in Zurich. Thence the interest widens to the whole extent of the Swiss Confederacy and brings the Zwinglian Reformation directly into contact with general European politics and the Lutheran Reformation. The progress of Zwinglianism, modified somewhat in other places by its contact with reforming efforts already at work elsewhere in Switzerland, brings to our attention the names of Leo Judaeus, Conrad Gribble, and Balthasar Hubmeyer, the two latter to be known later as Anabaptists, at Zurich, the city of Bern, and the work of John and Berthold Haller and Sebastian Meyer, Basel, where the work of Erasmus and Wittenbach is carried farther by Capito and Hidio, later by William Rublin, and finally by Osiolampadius, St. Gall and Appenzel, and the work of Vadianus, Schaffhausen, which adopted the Reformation, under the influence of Sebastian Hofmeister and Sebastian Meyer, Grobenedin, where John Commanda persuaded the mixed population to accept an established church which tolerated both Zwinglians and Catholics, but not Anabaptists. And at length many cities of southwestern Germany, such as Augsburg, Strasbourg, and Frankfurt, which accepted the Reformed faith and became centers of great power for the spread of the whole Protestant Reformation. The relations of similarity and contrast with Lutheranism can be brought out by a study of the invitation given to the leaders to meet the end conference, looking to a union in a common religious and political effort at Marburg, the colloquy between Luther and Swingli, and the failure to unite. 
the outcome as regards the standing of the reformed church and the catholic church in switzerland at large appears in the two wars of capel and in the peace of capel so disappointing to zwinglians the student should seek to apprehend the peculiar significance of zwinglianism by a comparison with lutheranism on such points as the following the comparative influence of mysticism and rationalism on luther and zwingli their respective attitudes as regards the relation of the religious reformation to the authority of the civil power the breadth of human sympathy and of doctrine in each their attitude towards sacraments their influence on the growth of a broad intelligence and of a courageous view of the world and the future of men the calvinist reformation there are certain preliminary considerations necessary to the study of the calvinist reformation first it began about a generation later than the lutheran and swinglian movements and profited by them as well as by the earlier work of such men as william farrell it became naturally better organized than these and represented a higher stage of the protestant consciousness and also a more advanced organization of the new religious forces calvinism is protestantism clearly self-conscious and organized for aggression secondly it bears the stamp of the man by whose name it is known of calvin's french thoroughness and intellectuality his moral sternness legal training intolerance of opposition leaning to aristocracy or despotism vast learning biblicism and acquaintance with an interest in the political life of western europe to understand calvinism it is emphatically necessary to know the man in his relation to earlier and contemporary european politics and to the earlier anti-catholic movements a calvinism in geneva founding of the first protestant theocracy as introductory to the study there should be a knowledge of the situation and general relations of the three french-speaking swiss cantons geneva vaud and neuchatel the limited territory of geneva its relations with the house of savoy the rise of a popular patriotic party the Igenots, the huguenots the Eidgenossen the supremacy of the idea of liberty rather than of morality the constitution of the three councils that governed the little state and the asserted overlordship of burn constitute the main elements of the situation prior to the reformation calvin's arrival in the city and his first abortive attempts to establish a uniform confession of faith and stern moral discipline with severe civil penalties for the heretical and the immoral compulsory attendance on public worship education and religious catechizing of children and obedience in religion to the ministers 
brought out at the inner antagonism between the reformers and the libertines and the despotism of the former issued in their expulsion this episode serves to bring out the underlying intolerance in calvinism and might serve as a starting point for a study of the struggle within calvinism between the judaistic elements and the christian elements in it calvin's sojourn in strasburg from fifteen thirty eight to fifteen forty two by bringing him into intimate relations with protestant refugees from france and other lands and by giving him leisure of friendly correspondence with luther and his great colleague the theologian melanchthon and for the enlargement of his institutes the writing of a commentary on romans the preparation of an elaborate scheme of church order and the carrying on of controversies with catholic leaders is to be viewed as the beginning of his remoulding influence on lutheranism and the extension of his personal view throughout western europe the study of the crypto-calvinist controversy among the lutherans relating especially to the lord's supper indicates the character of the calvinist influence on lutheran doctrine calvin's recall to geneva and the work of the twenty-two remaining years of his life there brought into being the castilian system of religious and civil control for which geneva became famous and supplied to europe the needed demonstration of the ability of protestantism to establish an order of faith and of moral political life which became a standing proof that it was not simply a disintegrating force but truly constructive in a wide sense the details of the labors that effected this must be sought in the histories of the reformation on its religious side and on its political side also the following features of the genevan theocracy merit special attention calvin's nominal limitation to the life of a minister and teacher but practical ecclesiastico-political dictatorship his fundamental conviction that the whole life of the people in their domestic social industrial and political relations must be put under the strict authority of religion whether by consent or by outer compulsion compare the roman catholic view the use of the teachings of the old testament especially the two tables of moses as divinely given instructions on this matter the relentless enforcement of the laws by a system of espionage and of penalties ranging from beheading to fines and covering the minutest details of public and private life both religious and secular the founding of the consistory a mixed body of ministers and laymen in the ratio of one to two for the enforcement of ecclesiastical rules the impulse thereby given to republicanism observe that calvin founded a church state rather than a state church perfecting zwingli's idea and reversing luther's in addition to this local activity one must notice calvin's intimate acquaintance 
and cooperation with the work of the Reformed Church in other countries. Theodore Beza in France, John Knox in Scotland, now a Calvinist rather than a Lutheran, English Protestant statesmen, and the Dutch reformers received inspiration and counsel from him. He became the outstanding figure of Protestantism in his closing years. Accompanying all of this was an intense literary activity. The student will do well to examine particularly the controversies with Catholics, Anabaptists, anti-Trinitarian dissenters, especially the Socini and the Servetus, R. Willis, Servetus, and Calvin, London, King, 1877 and the relation spiritually between Calvinism and these. It would be interesting to discover whether Calvinism is the more closely related in spirit and idea with rationalist Unitarianism, Lutheranism, or Catholicism. b. The Calvinist Reformation in Scotland Founding of the Scottish Presbyterianism the Reformation in Scotland may be regarded as, in a sense, the resultant of the complication of religious and ecclesiastical reform with a disturbed condition of foreign and domestic politics. The long-standing alliance between the Royal House of Scotland and the Royal House of France as a means of protection against English aggression was threatened by the inauguration of the policy of the Tudor House in England which sought alliance with Scotland by royal intermarriage. These two parties divided the country. Related to this situation were the internal economic, social, and political strifes threatening the integrity of the realm. The crown was strong, Catholic, and papal in sympathy, but the nobility or patriotic reasons and for the sake of gaining the control of the church's property led an opposition to the church and crown when england became politically and ecclesiastically protestant the scottish lords gained a vast accession of strength by alliance with the english protestantism add to this the old antipathy between the untamed highlanders and the more civilized lowlanders, and you have the conditions of a distracting struggle that might be brought to a successful issue by the appearance of some strong man. He came in the Calvinist, John Knox. Calvinism, by placing the Reformed Church in a position of dominance, became the chief source of the ultimate unity of Scottish life. John Knox the earlier reforming efforts have been noted. Knox's work of conserving their results and developing a more powerful movement is partly to be accounted for by his personal career and character. In some respects, he was another Calvin. Note, then, his slavery for religion's sake in the French galleys, his release through English intervention, his preaching for five years in England and his connection with the reform in Edward's reign, 
his live years on the continent, mainly at Geneva and Frankfurt, and his return to Scotland. The organization of the Protestants under the Lords of the Congregation and their covenant and the assumption of the name Church with a confession of faith drawn up by Knox in 1560 and approved by Parliament marked the beginning of the new order. The articles of that confession are especially important because they were the standard of Scottish Protestantism for nearly a hundred years and became the vestibule to the Westminster Confession of 1647. The function assigned to civil government is significant of its thorough Calvinistic or church-state ideal. Four other steps completed the formation of the Presbyterian Church in Scotland. The preparation of a book of discipline which described the organization of the church, the provision of a liturgy, the translation and acceptance of Calvin's catechism, and the adoption of a scheme for the education of the people. The conflicts of the next seven years, which ended in the legal establishment of the church as thus reformed, belong to the story of the great European struggle for the safety of Protestant countries, with England as the chief protagonist for the reformation against the emperor and the king of Spain. C. The Calvinist Reformation in the Netherlands The interest in the Reformation in the Netherlands lies not so much in any distinctive character to be perceived in the religious spirit, in the theology, or in the ecclesiastical order established there by Protestantism, as in the effect of the Reformation in the creation of the Dutch nation and in its vast influence on the history of Europe by virtue of its peculiar connection with the politics of the two opposing forces. The story of Dutch Calvinism belongs mainly to the political history of those times. The principal preliminary studies are, first, the geographical situation of the Low Countries, their physical features, their economic condition, and their commercial relations with other lands. Secondly, the inhabitants, their racial differences, Dutch and Flemings, their ancient love of independence, their tenacity of inherited rights, local patriotism, vigor, industry, and determination. Thirdly, political relations. The many municipal governments, the divided relation to the House of Burgundy and the House of France, their union by marriage with the House of Austria and later with the House of Spain, their direct political relation with Emperor Charles V and the consequent determination by him that their religious beliefs must conform with his own. Fourthly, their open-mindedness toward intellectual and religious currents flowing from other lands, especially from the South. Thus we may trace the work of the Waldensees, Lollards, Humanists, 
for example erasmus of rotterdam was the leading figure of humanism lutherans anabaptists and finally calvinists the many private religious societies in the netherlands such as brethren of the common lot indicate the tendency toward a free position in matters of religion the events of outstanding importance are mainly the following pre-lutheran biblicism and protests against the catholic system under the influence of men like john puper and john wessel the entrance of luther's views and of those of the early lutheran martyrs noted above in the account of lutheranism page three seventy five the rapid multiplication of bibles by the printing press and the dissemination of radical views the growth of anabaptism and its overthrow through the minister uproar the desperate and cruel attempts of charles v to reduce dissent see his infamous placards the list of prohibited books and his gradual introduction of the methods of the spanish inquisition thus far to the abdication of the emperor and the transference of the sovereignty of the netherlands his son king philip the second of spain then appears his measures for the enforcement of the canons and decrees of the council of trent and the acceptance of the challenge by the calvinists who now became the leaders of the reformation there the iconoclasm of the calvinist the formation of consistories for defense and the organization by the spanish government of measures of suppression introduced the political revolution the events of the hundred years war of the dutch revolution belonged to the political history of the netherlands with the detachment of the southern provinces to the romanist side and the union of utrecht under the leadership of william the silent of orange holland becomes a new protestant state with a state-supported protestant church of the calvinist type end of chapter seven part three